Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? What is up? John Middlecoff, that'd be me. Three and Out Podcast, that'd be what you're listening to. Uh, the, The regular season the regular season is officially here, at least for you listening to this because it's Friday, Saturday, or sometime this weekend. I, I'm this is the middle of Thursday. They haven't played the fourth preseason game, but I'm already just considering the regular seasons here because I don't plan on watching one minute of any of these preseason games. College football, I can't wait. UCLA, as I'm recording this, and Cincinnati are about an hour away. Very, very excited for that game, uh, and just excited for the show. I actually got a lot to talk about. Going to dive into these next 48 hours and just some misconceptions, uh, the good and the bad, you know, just everything that's going on with all the cuts, who's getting cut, why they're getting cut, and just how it all works. The Washington Redskins, it's really crazy what a dumpster fire that franchise is. I did a little research today because I didn't know that much about them. Daniel Snyder was so successful before he was like 30 years old, it's mind-blowing. It really is. And he, for being such an the ultimate self-made billionaire ass kicker businessman couldn't be any worse than a, as a business owner running the Redskins. It really is just wild. And uh, we're going to dive into this weekend. The pressure on Oregon against Auburn is immense. That They're basically carrying the reputation or the lack thereof of their own conference trying to beat Auburn. And can Mario Cristobal with a really loaded team beat beat? Gus Mel's on, and I, I'm not very confident in it, but for the Pac-12, I, I don't think the game could be that much bigger. Tony Romo wants like $10 million. I have an idea. If I ran a certain network or if I was his agent, it, there is a no-brainer situation for him that probably should, I mean, it would be worth to this company like $20 million a year. Again, no-brainer. We'll get into that. I'll do some NFL headlines. I'll do the Middlecoff mailbag which is at John Middlecoff, which is my Instagram handle. 
You, my DM's wide open. You can fire in there, slide in. I think that's what the kids call it. And I'll answer your questions here. Same as my Twitter account, at John Middlecoff. Uh, name on the uh, on the show. A lot of people, including I went to athletic dinner last night. I write for him here in the Bay. Only put one F on, uh, on a sheet. The Eagles used to only spell my name with one F. And same thing at Fresno State. Fends me a little. I got, I got two Fs. You know, but, you know, it, it keep, keeps you humble, you know, when people can't spell your name. Now, granted, my last name's not Smith or Johnson, so I, I get it. But, you know, it's not that easy. to It's not hard to Google, you know, middle cough. But uh, in all seriousness, I, I'm pretty fired up today. I, I'm very excited. I, I was like, when, that, when I woke up this morning, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then I started looking around. I'm like, God, there's a lot going on. But let's just start with the next 48 hours. Talked to a couple people in the league. Uh... And both of them told me that our our two deep has been set for a couple weeks now. We knew who we were going to dress on game day, give or take a player. Obviously, there could be a curveball if you traded for a clowny, you know, if a Zeke was traded, a Julio, something like that. And there have been some little trades made on Thursday. But for the most part, especially competitive teams, like any team that's a playoff team, any team that's probably above six or seven wins, has an idea of who they were going to dress on game day week one. This last preseason game, when when you read bubble guys, you're talking about like the 52nd and 53rd guy on a roster. They're not going to dress on game day, at least early on in the season. And they're battling for that last spot, whether it's on special teams, whether it's because that coach feels comfortable with them, whatever. But these guys are not playing tonight, uh, at least for me it's tonight, for you it was yesterday or a couple days ago, for like a chance to be on the team on week one in terms of like playing. Now, if they're a rookie, maybe getting some extra reps. But for the most part, those decisions were made weeks ago. It became clear in training camp. Especially now more than ever that these guys do not play in the preseason. You know. Like you have a very good idea. You have a pretty good idea probably after the first preseason game, some of the fringe backups, who you like and who you don't like. And... I, I think the good part about it is, with you not playing starters, you've got a very good feel. Like, there is a lot of tape now on backup players. There has never probably been a better time. Because forever you heard players kind of bitch and moan, and rightfully so. You know, I just, I didn't get to get enough tape. Even as, like, the third stringer, I only got 20 snaps. Well, now if you're the third stringer, you might get 60 snaps. There has never been a better time to be a backup guy in the NFL or a third stringer and get reps in the preseason. Because you just look all over the league, starters do not, they don't even play in any games. If, if I was an undrafted free agent, if I was an agent, I would want my guy to go to the Rams. Because it would guarantee that guy playing. Think Or, or, the, or the Packers, or the, the Raiders haven't really been playing anyone. I mean, you can go countless teams, all the Patriots, whoever. I would not send my undrafted free agent to a team that plays their starters in the regular season. Because it's just hard to get the, the reps. It could be the difference of like 50 plays. I mean, it really could be. If you're an undrafted free agent for the Vikings, Zimmer's playing as starters. Or Pete Carroll. It's just it's hard to get some reps. Now, here's the bad. A lot of people will lose jobs. Uh, now, again, they were going for jobs that are very, very hard to attain. So th- this is not like getting fired from a remedial job. This is the elite of the elite. This is pro football. Over 1,100 you know, players will be will be essentially fired, given the pink slip. I've been the Turk. It sucks. I mean, it's a, it's, a shitty, it's a shitty day because a lot of the guys, I got news for you, Twitter loves to tell you that the NFL is full of bad guys. The majority of the league, and when I say majority, I'm not talking 55%. I'm talking like 98% are just really good guys. They work hard. They treat people well. They're happy people. They're just, the coaches like them. The scouts like them. We all like these guys. As fans, we like them. They're just not good enough. And that's, that's why we watch the NFL. If, if you want overachievers and guys just getting A for effort, go watch a high school game. And I did watch a high school game last weekend, St. Thomas Aquinas and De La Salle, and I'll promise you there ain't many overachievers playing in that game. So you got to go watch like a bad high school game. It, it, this is the NFL. These guys are losing their jobs because they just weren't good enough. And that's welcome to America, right? I, it's just everyone's like, you know, treat these people with respect. No one's talking shit about them. But a lot of these guys just are not good enough to play pro football. They, they should be very proud of themselves. They played four or five years in college. They got a cup of coffee in the NFL in training camp with all these teams. It's a, it's a hell of an accomplishment. It, it really is. Now, there is a percentage of that over 1,100 players 
that will immediately go on practice squads. Because a lot of guys do the math. Now, the NFL did a solid where they gave, it used to be eight. It's now 10 players. So 10 times 32. I didn't go to Harvard, but that's 320 players. So of the 37 players per team that are cut, over 300 of those guys will be on practice squads, more than likely. You know, some of the guys will be, yeah, I guess all of them, it'll be from that pot of guys will be practice squad players. Now, the practice squad contract is separate from an NFL contract. So you, you no longer have an NFL contract You have to because it gets ripped up when you're waived, and then you sign the practice squad contract. I don't know the exact number. I'd have to look it up. I think it's like 95 to 100 grand to be on the practice squad. Now, if I really like you, I can pay you up to the veteran, you know, not the veteran minimum, but like the rookie minimum, which like a seventh rounder would make. So I can fully guarantee your salary if I want to keep you on the practice squad. There are way, the Patriots have done it for years. The Eagles do it. Good teams do that. You know, I know the Niners have paid more for practice squad guys. So there are ways to like uh, manipulate the system again. But that guy still, if he's on your practice squad, he cannot be, like he ain't playing on game days. Because if you do want that guy to play on game days, you got to cut someone from your roster. And here's the other thing. Just because you make the team, and I think the it's at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so 1 o'clock for me, on Saturday, you have to have your roster down to 53 guys. Now, just because you make that roster, there are going to be, like, if there's 1,100 people, the waiver wire is massive. If I claim one of those players, if you're a vested veteran, meaning I think you've been in the league or have over four years of service time, you don't have, you're not subject to waivers. So you just become a free agent. If I sign, either claim a guy in the waiver wire or sign a free agent, I, to put on my active roster, I then have to cut someone that initially made the team. So just because you initially made the team, if you're the 52nd or 53rd guy, you are not safe. <laughs> you, I mean, you're probably safe by about Tuesday, but Sunday and Monday, you are 100% not safe. So it's a time where if you're a back-end roster guy, you're just kind of holding on for dear life, hoping your team either can't claim a guy, because if you're like the Chiefs and you claim a guy, there's a D, or the Patriots or just any team you know that was good last year because it's based on draft order, there's a decent chance that that guy gets claimed before he gets to you. So then you just don't get the player. That means it's safe. So think about the dumb luck that if you're a player on like the Patriots or the Chiefs or Seattle or just the Rams, any team like that, the Saints, and you're the 53rd guy, and they claim a player or they put in a claim, but another team well ahead of them, like the Jaguars, I'm just using random teams, the Jets, claim that player, you just don't get them, right? Because it's, it's based on the draft order. So every team, if you're the Patriots and you're the Super Bowl champ and you're, you're picking 32nd, if you claim a guy to acquire that player, you're going to need every team in the league to pass on claiming that guy. And then if you do claim him, you are then awarded that player. And again, you have to immediately cut some guy that thought that he originally made the team. And it was probably one of the proudest days of his life. Now, typically, if the guy made the team and then you're going to cut him, you would probably bring him back on practice squad. So even if you signed a practice squad guy on Saturday afternoon, you may cut that guy if you can upgrade with a practice squad guy a day later. So it really just, once the roster is not set by any means in concrete on Saturday afternoon, it's pro, unless you're like the Bears uh, or the Packers because they're playing on Thursday, they'd have a pretty good idea. But most of the teams, probably by about Monday, they'll have a pretty good idea. Now, again, it does not affect who's going to play week one on Sunday or or if you're playing on Monday night because there's a couple games. It would just affect typically your practice squad guys and the guys that are not going to be up on game day. So I think we make a big deal about this because it is a big deal. You're, You're cutting a lot of players. It's an intense time. A lot of the guys have done everything you've asked. They, they even flashed. I mean, there are probably different points in time for a lot of these players during OTAs. You're like, God, this guy might make our team. Or even during early on in training camp, like, God, this guy might make our team. And then usually, and this is any competitive business, right, the more the stakes raise, it usually exposes people. I'm a big believer the cream always rises to the top in, in any business. And th- there's also situations where you might have just had a training bad you know, off-season, bad training camp. They get cut you, put you on you know, on practice squad. Maybe physically or mentally, you weren't quite ready yet. And in two years, you go on to have a seven-year NFL career. That's that's the great part about the NFL. Unlike like in basketball, undrafted free agents don't make the team. In baseball, 
ask anyone. I got I got friends that played college baseball, and they had guys that you know spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. I spent time with guys that spent time in the minor leagues. The amount of luck that goes into just being in the right franchise to be called up. If you're on a franchise with a higher draft pick, that guy's going to get called up over you. Like in the NFL, you're going to see countless fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders cut this weekend. And you're going to see undrafted free agents make the team. So, because it's a meritocracy. I, I don't care. If I find a fifth rounder, or excuse me, if I find an undrafted free agent that plays the same position as my fifth rounder, and I like my undrafted free agent a lot more, I'm cutting the fifth rounder. And I don't even feel that bad about it. I, I really don't. So it's it's a it's a busy time of year. The hype on the impact it doesn't have that much impact, especially early in the season. Now later in the season it does for sure. And the best teams do the best job of evaluating your own team because you've now had six months with these players of coaching them up in pads in the off season, meeting with them. So you better be sure the thirty seven guys you cut and the fifty three guys you keep, you're picking the right ones to keep and the right ones to get rid of. And let's call it what it is. We're dealing with humans. This is not an exact science. Some of the best teams make mistakes. Some of the best teams cut guys that go on to be really good players. It, it's tough. I mean, there's this is not a computer program. You're not guaranteed to get a perfect result. Even Belichick's cut guys that have gone down to be good players. Sean Payton or Andy Reid or Pete Carroll. Part of the business. Uh, but I'm just glad it's finally taken shape and we can just we can get ready for the regular season. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team. 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Okay, let's dive into the Washington Redskins. Bruce Allen got tweeted on my timeline, claimed yesterday that Trent Williams is going nowhere. They're not going to trade him. Now, they, they control him because they, they got these things in, uh, in America and worldwide called contracts. He's under contract. Now, he doesn't have to show up, but they control him. I know that's hard for you know people on Twitter. Like, think everyone should just be able to rip up contracts at nonstop. That's not the way pro sports works. He's under contract, so he can either play for them or not play. The one thing I will not dispute, and when I hear Bruce Allen talk, when I hear anyone talk about the Washington Redskins, they are a complete dumpster fire. I mean, a legit embarrassment, and I just don't get it because Daniel Snyder bought the team back in 1999. And they have been just beyond terrible now going on 20 years. Made the playoffs maybe two times. I, I don't have... Uh, have they won a playoff game over that period of time? Not sure they have. Just a joke for one of the highest valued franchises in one of the most lucrative areas in D.C. In by far the most lucrative division with Philly, the Giants, and Dallas. They're, they're a joke. I mean, they, they couldn't be any more poorly run. And I just wanted to Google. I'm like, you know what's crazy about pro sports? Is humans can buy the team and whatever they were doing before be just ultra successful. Just be the ultimate alpha. You know, so many of these guys that have bought pro teams over the years. Like people that run teams in the NFL, for example, quote unquote inherited it. Like a Mark Davis. I got Jed York here down the street. Like those guys inherited Clark Hunt. Robert Kraft's son, Jonathan will one day, Stephen Jones. But when you buy the team, it's usually a guy that did not inherit the team. Self-made billionaire. Because I got news for you, most billionaires in America, the study show, are self-made people. So, Daniel Snyder falls into that category. Well, I just googled Daniel Snyder. I'm like, I want to know some more about him. I just found these two paragraphs. Snyder is already a self-made man years before he became the owners of the Redskins. Amazingly, he became the youngest head honcho of a company quoted in the New York Stock Exchange. He was only 32 years old when he got that distinction. Now, that's probably changed in the last six or seven years with the tech stocks. But at the time, you know, probably until this tech boom of the last 10 years, he was the youngest man ever to run a company that was on the New York Stock Exchange. Despite being a University of Maryland dropout, Snyder already made his first million dollars by the age of 20, by selling trip packages and leasing jets to college students who wanted to travel to spring break destinations in Florida and the Caribbean. At 23 years old, he started a company, Snyder Communications, abbreviated SNC. The company was into advertising and marketing. The company is best known for their creative advertising ventures like wallboards and for handing out product samples in daycare centers. I don't even know what that means. The firm was a fiscal success, and Snyder was able to get himself a private jet in 1991. He was 26 years old. So in Daniel Snyder's 20s, he was a millionaire at 20. Again, self-made guy, did not come into money, dropped out of college. He reads like Steve Jobs. I mean, this guy's resume before he bought the Redskins in 99 read probably like one of the truly great up-and-comers in American business history. If you just would have read his resume, not known anything about him, before he bought the Houston Texans, or excuse me, the Washington Redskins, you would have said, this guy is going to be a raging success. Because to me, I'm reading this stuff, 
It reads a little bit like Joe Lacob, the guy that took over the Warriors. Now, he was much older when he bought the Warriors, but his resume was just super successful, super young, self-made, grew up poor. You just usually bet on those guys. But this guy, despite all the success, whether it's hiring the wrong people, which he consistently does, whether it's meddling in football operations, which he, which he consistently does, whether it's just, I, I don't even know, just running a chaotic organization, which he clearly consistently does, I don't understand how a guy, it's one of the rare cases, can be that successful. This wasn't a guy, you know, by the time he was 40, he started making This guy was a millionaire at 20 years old. At 20 years old. And we're talking back in the in the late 80s, when a mil, like a million dollars today, I got news for you, ain't that much money relative to what it was 30 years ago. You know, now if like you have $2 million is a lot of money. But to me, a million, like when I was growing up in the early 90s, you said a million dollars meant a lot. You said you made six figures, that meant a lot. I don't think that even means a lot anymore. So you get this guy who's making a million dollars at 20 back when a million dollars was a shitload of money, and he, he just can't run a functional franchise. They, they, for whatever reason, despite having all these smart people that live in the area, their doctors consistently screw up people's injuries, he hires this, this president-slash-GM in Bruce Allen that knows nothing about football, who might as well just be a politician. His best employee is probably Jay Gruden, and Jay Gruden has to, like, he doesn't have any power because Dan Snyder picks who he's going to want to pick, Dwayne Haskins. Bruce Allen picks who he wants to pick or can't get a deal done in with Kirk Cousins and all these years. Like, it's just a debacle. And Jay Gruden is, is probably going to be collateral damage at the end of the season when they don't make the playoffs and he gets fired. But I, it, it really is baffling that, like, I understand why Mark Davis is a train wreck. He inherited a franchise that his dad wouldn't let him do anything with all those years with the Raiders. I understand why Jed York has not won many games beside the Harbaugh era since he owned the team. Mainly because he inherited the team from his parents who inherited it from an owner that won a lot of money, Eddie DeBartolo, because he was kicked out of the league. I, I, I get it. We, we, it makes sense to us. I, I understand when teams that are inherited fail. Now, it doesn't mean they're always going to fail. Clark Hunt runs a high-level organization. Stephen Jones, everyone I know thinks he's a high-level guy. Everyone that deals with Jonathan Kraft go, God, he's sharp. But, like David Tepper, we all think David Tepper with Carolina probably going to be pretty good. He's one of the richest investors in the history of America. And I I think there is something to being older once you're able to buy this team. Like David Tepper, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I'd guess mid to late 50s or early 60s when he bought the Carolina Panthers. What was Daniel Snyder when he bought the Washington Redskins? Like 35? Maybe it was just too much too fast, but you would think by this point in time, you know, 20 years later, after experiencing all these up and downs, for a guy that's clearly pretty smart, you know, Steve Jobs had some rough patches, but eventually he figured stuff out. Why? Because the guy was a genius. Daniel Snyder, his business resume, you go, this guy's a genius. Again, a million dollars at 20 years old, and you're talking about in the late 80s, when that is, I mean, I can't imagine, that might be like $5 million right now. That's crazy. And it, he just couldn't be any more of a failure. I just, I, I, I don't get it. it. It honestly doesn't really make sense for how terrible the Redskins consistently are and how at one point in time, the golden child, like the one of the great up-and-comers in American business history, they're connected. And they're not just connected. That guy has run this franchise into the ground. And they're, they're a laughingstock. They're a joke. And they're a disaster under this guy's watch. It, it really... They should do a 30 for 30 on it, honestly, because I, I, I can't figure it out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. 
So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's touch on a little college football, because I, I don't think there's any team this week one, including last week, the, the first couple games, that has more pressure on them to get the job done than Oregon. They are carrying the pressure of a conference. And, I mean, there are a lot of pressures in life. Like, I'm sure many of you have children. There's legitimate pressures, like feed your children. Make sure they, you know, have health insurance so they can grow up healthy. Like, you know, do well in your job so you can pay for everything in your life and, you know, pay for a roof over your head. Like, those are legitimate pressures, right? I used to always get great joy overseeing, like when I was a GA at Fresno State, and guys, you know, we recruited a lot of players that didn't come from much, and a lot of times they would be the first guy to graduate, you know, from a college, from a university in their family's history. Like, it, there's pressure behind that, but that's more of just an accomplishment, and you see a lot of times, and I still get pretty excited when a guy goes, you know, maybe maybe came out of school early, goes to the pros, and then ultimately graduates because they knew it meant a lot to their family. Like They felt pressure because it meant a lot to their mom. But it wasn't going to change their life by the time they're in their late 30s or 40s or whatever. But they knew before you know, maybe their mom or dad died, it meant a lot to them. They wanted to do it. They had played in the league for a long time. I, I think that's always cool. And I, I think there's, there's pressure involved there, but at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. Where at the end of the day, if Oregon wins or loses this game, I don't think it necessarily changes anything. But there is tangible pressure for a perception of a conference that is viewed right now. They, they say the Power Five. 
let's call it what it is. Right now, there's a Power Four, and then there's the Pac-12. There's the ACC, which Clemson is carrying. There's the SEC, which is the lead dog. Then there's the Big Ten and the Big 12 that have been pretty damn good with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and then obviously Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. The Pac-12 has been terrible these last three or four years. Like, a borderline embarrassment. Here's a big problem I have for the Pac-12 this season, that their most talented team, the Oregon Ducks, have a major question mark at head coach. Because here's what Mario Cristobal, who has the pressure of the conference riding on his shoulder, is going to have to do to give this team a decent chance to make the playoffs. One, he's got to win this game. And Gus takes a lot of crap down in the SEC and down in the South, mainly because their standards are astronomically high. But say what you want, Gus has beat some pretty good coaches over the years. So to me, even if he doesn't have the more talented team in this game, he sure as hell could outcoach Mario. Let's say Mario upsets the, I, I, I guess I have to look at the line, might not be an upset, but just wins this game. The, in the Pac-12, there's cut into two divisions, the North and the South. Well, the North is dramatically more difficult than the South, mainly because it's top-heavy with coaches. David Shaw, top 10 coach in this country. Chris Peterson, I'd, I'd put as a top five coach in this country. And Mike Leach, I mean, one of the better coaches in the country. Definitely one of the better coaches at non-powerful programs and is able to win nine or 10 games a year. You're telling me that Mario Cristobal, even though he's got a potential top five quarterback and a loaded roster, is going to go because the Pac-12 is not getting a team into the into the pack into the conference or the playoffs if they have one loss. Because at the end of the day, let's say Alabama's undefeated, Georgia has one loss, and you know Wisconsin or you know Michigan or Ohio State has one loss, and Oklahoma or Texas have one loss. Like, the Pac-12's on the outside looking in. We know that for a fact. So you got to run the table in the Pac-12 to get in. Unless it's just one of those years where all these teams have two losses, which the last several years has not been the case. So if the Pac-12 is going to get a team in the playoffs, they're going to need them to go to undefeated. And right now to start the season, Oregon has all the momentum. But you go, okay, he beats Auburn, which would be a big win for him. His biggest problem is he has to beat... Mike Leach, Chris Peterson, and David Shaw. And, and I see, I, I don't see him having a snowball's chance in hell to beat all four of these coaches. I, I just don't. I, I think he'd be lucky sitting here where I'm sitting, watching this conference and watching these coaches my entire life, especially Peterson. I, I've been watching his career closely at Boise State. Obviously, we've all been watching Mike Leach since he was lighting people up at Texas Tech. And, and then David Shaw's just. I'm a big David Shaw guy, and I'm a big Harbaugh guy, so I follow Stanford pretty closely. I just don't see how that's possible. I, I, I really don't. I, I think that Oregon is like set up, and what's kind of unfair, and I've heard other people talk about this on other shows, they're like, it's kind of stupid. Like, the Oregon could lose this game and it not really be a bad loss, and that is true. Gus Malzahn beats good coaches, beats good teams. The problem is the Pac-12 is viewed at like the JV Conference right now, and they deserve that. They have created that. Their, their inability to hire the right coaches, to make football a priority, they're, they're too into... Like, I got news for you. Academia means, and the culture out here on the West Coast is just different than it is in the South, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. And at Clemson, it just is. There are hoops that you have to run through at some of these West Coast institutions that you just don't at Ohio State, or Florida, or Georgia, or Alabama. When Nick says jump, everyone on campus says how high. When you say jump at Cal, people look at you, they just keep on walking. No one cares. So oh, I, I just don't know how he does it. And, and I think I'm already set up for the letdown, which is sad. And the Pac-12, I, I don't know how they get out of this rut. I, I really don't. I, th- I think their best chance in the next several years to eventually make the playoffs will be Chris Peterson, who did it several years ago and then got his ass kicked by Alabama in that playoff game. But I, I do not feel good about Mario. I just I think he's the worst coach of the of the best ones in his own division, let alone his conference. Even if you factor it in the South, Kyle Whittingham's a better coach than Mario Cristobal. Kevin Sumlin's accomplished more than Mario Cristobal. Chip Kelly, who I think's kind of lost his fastball, has, I mean has forgot probably more football in big games than Mario Cristobal. So I, I just I think the the conference is kind of set up to be a major major letdown. And I'm telling you, if Oregon loses this game, which I would love for Oregon to win it, but I I, I got news for you, I'm I'm picking Auburn, just because I, I'm just 
I'm going with the SEC in these in these tight games. I mean, Washington, who's a better program than Oregon, did the same thing last year and didn't even play that well, and and then flipped it. And in the second half, actually, they played pretty well and they still lost. I, I just I, I can't see it, and I think they are going to get eviscerated. Let's say, especially let's say Oregon loses by I don't know ten points. People will not take the Pac-12 seriously at all moving forward, which sucks. But it's also earned. Like they, they've they've created this monster kind of now of everyone viewing them as a second-ranked conference, and there's nothing they can do to get out of their own way until they have a team run the table and then probably win a playoff game. Because just making the playoffs right now isn't good enough. You got to show out in the playoffs. Like Notre Dame last year. Had a really good season, but then they kind of got their ass kicked again in the playoffs. Like, I, I, I can't view Notre Dame as Alabama, as Clemson, and Ohio State. They're not their equals. They're just they're on a different level. Just same with the Pac-12. You know, I mean, they, they might give on, on a one-off a game, but I, I just, they're not, they don't belong on the same field right now. And they used to. You know, Pete Carroll when he had USC humming, Chip Kelly when he had Oregon humming, Stanford in some of those early David Shaw years when he had it humming. But right now, man, the Pac-12 could be in for another long year. Okay, let's dive into Tony Romo. I, I saw a headline on uh, on Twitter that he wants $10 million. And that would be the highest paid, I guess, analyst in the history of football. Back Way back in the day, John Madden got $8 million. Think about how much that was in like the early 90s when Fox finally got the NFL. Shows you. I mean, the, the, the money's been a little capped, but I have a pretty easy solution. And a lot of times, you know, people are like, Middlecoff, you're just complaining. I'm like, well, I'm not in the solution business. I'm just critical or just give my opinion on stuff. It's not it's not my job to figure out a solution. It's the coaches, it's the players, it's whatever. I just observe. But I think this one's pretty easy because I have been very critical, and this I'm not on an island on this one, of Monday Night Football. Because Monday Night Football last year was an utter embarrassment. I mean, it was it was unwatchable. If you watch these preseason broadcasts, a lot of them are terrible. It's what it was like. But it's Monday Night Football. It was terrible. And it hasn't been the same since John left. Now, you can be critical of John Gruden as a broadcaster in terms of, well, he just kind of cookie cutter. He entertained. And that's, that's really what I'm looking for in my analysts. I, I don't care about X's nose breakdown. I, I really want to be entertained. Now, the best of both worlds is Tony Romo, who gives me the entertainment aspect and then can call plays early. It's incredible. He's got to be as unique of a broadcaster as we've ever heard, at least in my lifetime. Maybe, you know, Phil Sims or some of those guys when they first started doing it had some of that in them. I don't remember. Uh, maybe older listeners of this could tell me. I, To me, Tony Romo's kind of a one of a kind. Well, if I'm ESPN... And clearly, they've tried to get their business model. Remember, for a couple years, it was about politics, ratings in the tank, because I got news for you. People want to talk sports, not politics. If I go to ESPN, I want to watch football. I want to watch basketball. I want to watch whatever. Not hear your anchors' political opinions 24-7. We understand you know, where they fall. We follow their tweets. They're all extremists. I just want to watch football. And the ESPN has got it back on track. They've become about sports, and they've done a good job. they got this new president. Uh, ever since they got rid of John Skipper for his drug problem, we think, or whatever happened, no one really knows. But this this new guy has come out swinging. He tried to get Peyton Manning last offseason and came up short. Well, of course he came up short because Peyton Manning's not going to do it. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Even if you off, offer him just a stupid amount of money, he doesn't need to do it. Remember we talked about earlier this week about Andrew Luck, the hardest people to gauge are those not driven by money. Now, Peyton Manning is clearly driven by money, but he has so much that he can say no to stuff. So he has the leverage of having so much money that he doesn't need your money. Tony Romo also has a lot of money, but clearly likes doing this, would be to me a no-brainer for ESPN. And I think you could basically replace him, you know, he could do the Gruden role. He would be on Monday Night Football, and if he wants $10 million, I'd give him $20 million. Because he'd be on Monday Night Football, you would get so much credit for hiring him. Monday night game is just is bigger than the Sunday night afternoon game. Uh, and, I mean, it's cool working with Jim Nance or whatever, but I would rather be the Monday night football announcer. You could also do this. Can you? I mean, one of the things that really put Gruden on the map was his quarterback camp. He worked with all those rookie quarterbacks before they were drafted, 
and did a 30-minute TV show. And it was clearly really high, highly rated. It was really interesting. It was really cool. It kind of separated Gruden. Made him pretty special. Like, Gruden was awesome. And then once he started doing the MMQB, or not the MMQB, but the Fire Coaches of America, you know, at his operation in Florida, it was a hit. I mean, it was a major, major hit. Why couldn't you do that with Tony Romo? Set up a little shop in Dallas or wherever you want and have Romo spend 24 hours with all the quarterback prospects. Talk football, talk life, do whatever. Film it. Cut it up. It would crush. Romo Romo and the quarterback. I, I don't know, like the, the, Romo, the Romo hour. Whatever you want to call it. You know? It'd be awesome. I, I think this is such a no-brainer that you immediately, if you're ESPN, you let his agent know, you let him know. You, you tell Tony to tell us his price. He'll be our guy. We will build the network around him. Now, it would ruffle feathers with ESPN like because everyone was always pissed off that Gruden was making that much money. And I know Collins talked about this many times, that Gruden was worth way more than even ESPN was paying him because of the value. Obviously, Monday Night crushed it, but his, his television shows in the offseason with the quarterbacks were a huge success. The, Romo and the quarterbacks would be a huge success. To me, it's a no-brainer. Us as fans, we no longer have to watch the crap that is Monday Night Football right now. And we get Romo in the booth. He's really entertaining. Put him with, I don't know, whoever you want to be the play-by-play guy. I'd probably get Testor out of there too. He's a, he's a little over the top for me. Though, I mean, I Testor, Romo, whatever. I could live with that. Though I'd want a little better. And I, I think we'd be back on track. And I think it would be a huge win for ESPN and just Monday Night Football overall. To me, it's... I don't give you many solutions on this show, but that's a that's a BP fastball in my book. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, Exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo 
Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's get into the Middlecoff mailbag, but first... I want to hit on a couple things that I've seen uh, just throughout the uh, you know training camp slash last week. One, Hard Knocks. Th- th- that last episode was a train wreck. It-, it couldn't have been any more boring. The-, the-, the season had such high hopes with Gruden. We get no Mayock. We get none of their first-round pick, Josh Jacobs. Th- th- they lightly touch on Antonio Brown, but it never gets too in-depth. For all the hype, the show sucks. I mean, it's had one good episode out of the four. Been a massive, massive letdown. It's really sad because I was really, really excited for it. But just watching the All or Nothing with the Panthers, watching the All or Nothing on just other sports, Man City, the All Blacks. It's 2019. Like, we're not, Hard Knocks isn't my only option anymore. Uh, We've had countless now All or Nothings on Amazon Prime where I get way better access with their coaches, their GMs, their players. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. I As Hard Knocks run its course, they, they don't give me anything interesting. I, I get no personnel meetings on on players. I, it just stinks. And, and I get the Raiders having just knowing the way they operate. Just personally, I, I knew that they would be very hesitant to let any information out. They, they're very guarded just to begin with. Uh, then they're very insecure about looking dumb because I think they think that most people think they're dumb because, you know, history would show us they've struggled. You know, they, they go to Canada, the field's a joke, and they come out of it like blaming the Packers. Now, Matt LaFleur kind of looked like a wuss. You know, Gruden ran all over him at, at midfield. But the Packers shouldn't have played in the end zones. There was like a quarter-inch thing sticking up out of a hole. So, and the Raiders did a good job of glossing over that. Of course they did, because they don't want to look like idiots in the show. But the, the show is just, it's just completely fake. It used to be real, and now it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be around that much longer. I, I, I'm very disappointed in this show. Leonard Fournette, uh, I, I think Leonard Fournette looks fantastic. He, he's running with a purpose, aggressive. Uh, he looks skinny. I, I know he talked about, I think, in the media this week, how he's lost some weight. Uh, I, I'm really impressed, and I, I think that I think that Leonard Fournette. I'll give you a hot take: sleeper MVP pick. Now it's obviously really hard for running backs to win the MVP, but could the guy rush for like fifteen, sixteen hundred years? MVP might be strong. That's a super hot take. How about comeback player of the year? Uh, just I, the preseason game last week, he was run violent, trucking guys. I, I just like what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing out of Leonard Fournette, and I, I've been hard on Leonard Fournette. I thought, how do you take a power running back that high? Last year, he was acting like an idiot, fighting with dudes, getting kicked out of games, was chubby and out of shape. Well, he's come back this off this season, looks like he's on a mission. I, I'm excited to watch him play. And then the other story is Carly Lloyd. Could she kick a football? I, I, I can't even get into the, the all the takes on Twitter over it. But if I was an NFL team, I'd work her out. I don't think it's that nuts. I, I'm always shocked that more soccer players don't go into football and, and try it out just because we see how shitty kickers are. Now, I also think that tells us how hard it is to kick. It, it's difficult to find kickers. There are only so many Adam Vinatieri's and Justin Tuckers. That those guys, you know, they're just few and far between. And even good ones can have terrible stretches of their career. Robbie Gold, who the Niners franchised, now, that's more of an indictment on the level of talent on their team. But still, Robbie Gold's had the two of the best years of his career. Had gone on like a three-year stretch where he wasn't very good. 
So kicking is a little like golf. Uh, could she do it? I, you know, I, I would give her a tryout if I was like the Bears. I, I don't see why. I, I don't think it would be as easy as people like on Twitter assume. But I think she would have the leg strength, and I, I'd be interested if she was kicking a game. I, I'd be, I'd love to watch that. Uh, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. You can slide right up in those DMs, and I'll answer them whenever. So fire in them. Huge fan of both podcasts from Canada. Hey, buddy. If Jimmy G and Tom Brady have have both have down years, and the 49ers and Patriots are both looking to move on, do you think Bill Belichick would make a move for Jimmy to come back? Well, if Tom Brady left, and Jimmy was really terrible this year, and the Niners got rid of him, I think 1 million percent Belichick would bring him back. 1 million percent Belichick would bring him back. Uh, I, I just don't, I think the big wild card is just Tom Brady. When's he going to leave? How's he going to leave? You know, I, I keep saying, I don't think his arm's going to fall off a cliff like Peyton Manning's did a couple years ago or kind of like Eli's has done. I, I think it's going to be an injury. So when it's something like an injury, it, it could happen at any time. But uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo became available, I him and him and McDaniels would 1 billion percent bring him back. I And I think Jimmy would be nuts for not going back. Again, they'd need Brady to be gone. But, you know, next year Brady's going to be 43. Is he, is he really going to make it to 45? I think we all just kind of assume it at this point. But when you take a step back and you say that out loud, he's going to play football at 45 years old, quarterback, not kicking, quarterback? That's nuts. Over under eight and a half wins for the Colts, question. How much are the Colts to blame for not having a good online during Luck's career? Or is Luck just unlucky during his career, pun intended? <laughs> Love the show. Uh, I think, I mean, Ryan Grixon's to blame for those first three years when he just got absolutely destroyed, crushed every game, physically beat down. Eight and a half wins. I'll be honest, because when we did the over-unders all summer, I definitely took them over, and I think I picked them to win the division. I don't have a great feel, because I still think their team's really good. I believe in their general manager. I think their coach is good. I just don't have a great feel for Jacoby Brissett. I was talking, we had an athletic dinner for the Bay Area, the athletic and I was talking to Ted Nguyen. He's a, he's a good follow on Twitter. Uh, I think Football Analysis is his Twitter handle. I'm sure many people listening follow him. He was, he was telling me that he went back for an article that he just wrote and watched Jacoby that year that he started, you know, the year that Ballard traded for him. And I just said, how'd he look? Because uh, I remember watching briefly, but that team was terrible, if you remember, because they ended up, remember, they ended up drafting third overall and then they traded with the Jets, and that was the year they took Quentin Nelson. He's like, well, honestly, it was hard to judge. Because that offensive line was still like Ryan Grixon's offensive line, and it was atrocious. He was getting destroyed. So I think the way people talk about him, it's really high, but I think we've seen that song and dance with backup quarterbacks before. Uh, but I, I'm not discounting him. I, I, you know, He gets better. Hardworking, smart players improve, even when they're not playing. So I, I'm not going to just write him off and say that he hasn't improved from that year and just being a backup. I'm looking forward to watching them play, but... I, I would just, as a gambler, I just wouldn't touch it. Because they, they might be a 6-10 and 10 team just because Jacoby sucks. What if Jacoby's like Alex Smith and they win 9 or 10 games just because the coach is good? I, I think they are one of the great wild cards in, in NFL history. Hey, big fan of Ham and 3 and Out Podcast. I've been listening for two years now. Appreciate it. I was talking with a buddy about an interesting pros- prospect for a trade proposal and wanted your thoughts. With both Clowney and Williams, Trent Williams, holding out with no end in sight... What do you think about a player-for-player player trade? Texans obviously have O-line issues despite throwing some draft capital at it, and they don't seem to want to pay Clowney. The Washington-Williams relationship seems broken beyond repair, and you can never have enough pass rushers. True. Only question would be cap space. I'm a Niner fan, so I have no dog in this fight, but thought it was an interesting concept. Would love to hear your thoughts and keep killing it. Thanks. Hashtag bald brother. Bald brotherhood, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I, if I was the Texans, I would 1 million percent do that deal. If I'm the Redskins trading my franchise left tackle, then who's going to play left tackle? I'm getting clowny on an organization that's pretty crappy where my coach is probably going to get fired and I can't sign the guy till the end of the season. If I'm trading Trent Williams, I, I would rather have multiple picks probably than clowny. Now, in theory, I'd want clowny, but I can't sign him. So I, I think that makes it very, very complicated. And it's where I always, Bill O'Brien, I'm a Bill O'Brien guy. But man, I think he's 
He's just kind of screwed up this situation. He, he's created a mess. John, do you think that there is a plan in place when Andrew comes back in two years after destroy and rebuild is put in motion after this season and they trade away assets, bring in fresh faces and solidify the line around Andrew reemerges as the new freshly healed quarterback and give a second go that he's still young and I say this is not that far off? Yeah, I, I would say that 100% uh, you can never rule out him coming back, right? He made a pretty emotional decision. He was pretty beat up. They were going to put him on injured reserve. But their team was equipped to win right now. So I, I don't think they need to blow this thing up. Like, their team is good. I, I think most people in the NFL, most fans like me and you on the outside, viewed the, viewed the Colts, if Luck was their starting quarterback, as probably a 11-12 win team. I felt pretty confident that they were, at, I mean, at minimum a 10-win team. So you don't just get that, especially in a division that's really good without having a really good team. I mean, they got stars at a lot of different positions. T.Y., their offensive line. I like their running backs. Eric Ebron's now a star. Darius Leonard. They're good, man. They, they, they really are. So I I don't know. I, I that's, that's a tough question because, I, I again, you can never discount them coming back, but I, I think by no means is it a lock. I, I would say, actually, it's a... Uh, it would be a little shocking. Luck was reportedly a vegan. Do you think there is correlation between vegan, vegetarian diets, increased rates of injury, and decreased rates of recovery? I would. I just don't think that many professional athletes. Uh, I'm not a dietitian, but I don't think that many professional athletes are vegans. I, I think it's a very, very small percentage, just because of the importance of protein. How much just naturally these guys have been used to eating this type, you know, meat their entire lives. Just being an athlete for the protein. Uh, again, not a dietitian, so it's hard for me to speak and have an educated take on this. Just a gut feel, outsider take, and as someone that just powered down a bunch of meat today, I, I really do think it's a really, really small percentage of people that are that don't eat meat. So did it lead to like Andrew Luck getting injured a lot? I think what led to Andrew Luck getting injured a lot was just his offensive line sucked and he was getting peppered. I mean, absolutely tattooed. Absolutely tattooed. And even if you're 6'5", 235 pounds, a man can only be hit so many times before he goes down. Tyson says everyone's got a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. Imagine just getting hit over and over and over and over again. You just, it, it, it breaks any man. And I, I think if you watch that Andrew Luck press conference after the game, he, he was a broken man. Any chance this year's Colts could be like the Rams when Trent Green went down and Kurt Warner comes in? Well... To me, the Kurt Warner is just one of the all-time outliers, not just in sports, but in world history. This guy was discounted multiple times, had to go to the AFL. Then even when he got a shot in the NFL, it was like a four-stringer when training camp started. And then to go on to become a Hall of Famer. Like, think about the—we talk a lot of times, just in all aspects of life, people overcoming long odds. I would say in the history of the Hall of Fame, any sport, Warner's odds were the longest. The way he started, what he overcame, and even once he got to the league, the randomness he needed just to get a shot, right? He needed the starter to go down with the torn ACL. And then he be, he went on to become multiple-time MVP and a Super Bowl champ and a Hall of Famer. I I don't think we'll ever see that again. So I, I, I would say the likelihood of Jacoby Brissett being, being Kurt Warner is is probably already slim to none because we would have probably seen glimpses when he was the starter. Huge fan of your podcast. Which website do you recommend for online sports betting? I I, I use my bookie. Uh, that's mybookie.ag. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see the uh, the promo codes and stuff to use. That, that's that's where I gamble though. Uh, and I've I've actually given them a lot of money. They pay me for it because they're a sponsor, but I've I've lost the majority of it to them. Now, as I'm recording this, we're in the second half of Cincinnati and UCLA. I took a little dinner break, and uh, Cincinnati is up 10 points. Chip Kelly, not going well. Okay. Chargers fan from North Dakota. Three-team trade. Gordon to Houston, Clowney to Washington, Trent Williams to L.A. What do you think? Gordon to Houston, like it. Clowney to Washington, Trent Williams to L.A.? That'd be sweet. That'd be... I'm down for it. I just don't think any of this stuff's going to happen. Because as I said with the Redskins, they're adamant that Trent Williams is not going to get traded. 
So, John, quick question. Okay, I accidentally deleted that. Been listening to the pod a lot lately. Appreciate it. First time in the DMs. With Lamar Miller's injury. Here, quick, before I finish reading this. Lamar Miller, for his people freaked out, like, oh, Lamar went down. And it sucks. Anytime you lose a starter in preseason. But Lamar Miller was a pretty average starter. You know? And again, I'm not trying to kick him when he's down. Because I root for no player to get injured. Regular season, preseason, whenever. But I think a lot of people have overreacted like Lamar Miller's Zeke. You know, or Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's, he's fine. Serviceable. I mean, I got I, I got running backs in the Bay Area. Jalen Richard, and he might not be better. I mean, he's better in the passing game. But like Matt Breda for the 49ers. Like, you can find undrafted free agents. I, I just don't think Lamar Miller's that good. Is it realistic to trade between the Chargers and Texans, Clowney for Gordon? Would Clowney even be a good fit in the 3-4, and would O'Brien even be willing to pay for Gordon after that trade? I, I think there's no chance that the Chargers would trade for Clowney. I, I just, I, I can't see that. They, they are, they have two blue chippers on their defensive line. I, I think they think Gordon's coming back. It's been reported, I think he plans on coming back week one. So, it sounds cool, and it's cool to talk about, but I, I don't think that's un, I think that's unrealistic to uh, think that's going to happen. Appreciate everyone listening. I hope you're enjoying college football Thursday night. I know I am. I, you know, I take a little enjoyment in watching Chip get his butt kicked. Uh, but have a good week, and I will see you next week, which we also known as Week One of the NFL season. Adios, Godspeed, peace. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.